Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Emma Jamil. Emma is a fascinating person in the world of HR with some amazing HR-related products or services. And we're going to dive into that. But firstly, Emma, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. And like me, you have a surname that challenges people. <laughs> yes. Silent J. That's a good point. Every time. How do you say your surname? Yeah, yeah. I haven't even asked you how to say yours. Yeah, well, look. <laughs> You know, the old red squiggly line under Microsoft Word, you know, the spell checker thing? Yes. So that would always come up for my surname, Gagan, but it would suggest is the correct spelling of egghead. So, you know, I'm with you. I'm feeling your pain. So we'll get there. Yeah, I get the red squiggly line too. (laughs) So for people listening to this, you know, you're a fascinating person in the world of HR. It's true. And the reason I got in touch to say, can we have this conversation on the podcast is because I saw your event called The Big Meet. And you'll explain, I guess, in a second, but it's an event specifically for HR people and to really dive into that world. And we'll explore that in a second, but it looked really different. From my perspective, I've been to lots of events and I've held an online summit and stuff like this, but there was passion, there was energy, there was fun. I think there were people up dancing and stuff and it just went, well, what is this? So (laughs) can we start there? Can you firstly tell me what The Big Meet is And then we'll take a step back and say, you know, tell us about your business and what led you to creating the business. Yes. Fabulous. And I'm so pleased that you noticed that it's different because I intended to create something different because I think we deserve it within the profession. I think we need it. And I'll actually take you a step back straight away, if that's okay. Sure. Because the Big Meet came about as a result of the membership that I run, which is called the HR Club. And in May in 22, we went back, I went out to my network and I said, I think things could be different for us. I'm looking for people to come and help me create something. And 29 people did. And one of the first things that they asked for was an in-person annual get-together. And I thought, right. Well, that can't be too hard. Like, I'll just get people in a room. <laughs> Easy. You'll get some speakers. Yeah. Job done. And yeah, it turns out events are quite complicated. But I also use it as an opportunity to kind of invite more people into the network. So I kind of did it not just for the members within the HR club, but also other women in HR who felt like they would be interested in coming along. And yeah, the idea behind it was to help the women who came along to go away feeling their most powerful, resourced and unstoppable selves. And it was very different. We had a disco ball. We had a DJ at lunchtime. (laughs) (laughs) There was dancing. It was an amazing day. I know I would say that, but it was definitely nothing like I've ever experienced as an HR professional. And the feedback afterwards is that other people felt the same, that it was unique. It connected us in a way that we hadn't experienced before. And the energy in the room was incredible. So yeah, take it back a step. What led you to the formation of Be Unstoppable, the business? And then I think you've got sort of three main service areas or let's call them products, if you like, three areas that you help people in the HR world. Yeah. So Be Unstoppable came about because I think I'd reached a point, I've always worked in HR and 
I kind of became quite disillusioned with it, I think. I kind of felt there was more that I could do. I felt like I had more potential, but I kept kind of getting pigeonholed in your HR. So this is what you do. And it kind of became a bit of a, like a shackle around me. And I wanted something different. And I got tired, I think, of cleaning up messes that other people had created when I could see it could just be so different. If people behave differently, chose to like increase their self-awareness. So I found a one night, late at night, scrolling in the depths of despair. What will I do with my life? (laughs) Uh, I came across a coaching qualification with an organization called One of Many, which is an organization created by women for women and qualified as a coach with them. And then my grand plan when I first started out was to coach women. And turns out women is quite a big big category. It's quite a broad category. (laughs) And I really resisted working with women in HR, actually, because I'd had some less than positive experiences with women within the profession. But yes, I think I started the business in the December. I was kind of like, I think just how you do in your first year, kind of just doing anything and everything that's remotely related to the thing that you want to do. Yeah, yeah. In the December, kind of realised, why don't I just give it a go? Like, just start, just give it a go, talking to women in HR. And it's just gone from there, really. That's just opened up my network to a group of people who are now, like, trusted friends, all with a similar purpose. And it's just kind of taken off from there, which led to collaborating with a group of women in May 22. We did an online event, which was dedicated to the well-being of HR professionals. And we had over 600 people register globally for that event. And it kind of made me realise there's a real pressing need within the profession for support for the individual within HR. And that's what led me to put my thoughts out into the world and ask people to come and join me in the HR club. That's fabulous. And if I pause there just for one moment, for people listening to this, that's a really important lesson that... I personally went through the same journey that you did, Emma, of choosing a broad area. So in your case, it was women. In my case, I used to be an HR professional in-house in large corporations and stuff like that. Then I went into the HR consulting field, did that for years. And then I grew to love the marketing stuff. So I started doing the marketing, but it was just general marketing for companies anywhere. Like, wow, what a niche. And I too resisted going to go down the HR path because that's kind of what I know. But once I did that, I unlocked all sorts of things. And in your case, you know, some random guy reaches out to you, said, can you come on my podcast? Because you're in my niche. We're in the same niche. You know, as you said, sort of doors open or new opportunities arise. So that was an evolutionary process. How did you work out what to offer? Because I know you have a one-to-one coaching, you've got an HR club membership, and then you have the big meet. How did you kind of evolve into structuring your offerings in those ways? That's a really recent process, actually, focusing on those three things, because it'll be three years in February, so I'm still really new. And I still have had this last year a propensity to go, I should be doing that. Oh, that looks exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Look at what that person is doing. I should do that too. And it's kind of dawned on me just in the last couple of months that that's really tiring. It's so tiring. I really believe in the membership. I really believe in the space that it creates for the members some of the shares in there recently and the support that's been given to people, it just is like, if that wasn't there, I'd I'd feel really sad that that wasn't there. So that for me is an easy, like, let's concentrate on that and do that well. The big meet was amazing. I felt amazing afterwards. So like, I need that in my life on an ongoing basis. (laughs) 
And the one-to-one coaching, I really enjoy too. So I think all of those three things will still evolve. You know, the big meet next year is going to be different to the one this year. I'm learning and growing as a person. So my one-to-one coaching will always evolve in what I kind of help people with. And the membership too is exactly the same because people change, I change, needs change. So it's like a constant evolution but the focus really has come genuinely within the last couple of months out of a realization of I'm okay it's starting to work and do the things that you like doing and do them well and allow them to grow rather than keep you know comparing myself to people not really tough kind of thing (laughs) that's a huge lesson we have a process called the HR business accelerator which is one-to-one coaching or group coaching for People are starting or launching businesses in the HR sector. And yes, for people who are at the starting stage, I do ask them to look around a bit at the sector, at the industry, at their location to get an idea or to pick up ideas, things like that. But after that, you've got to focus on what you're good at and what your strengths are. Because I've worked with literally hundreds of companies in the HR sector, including tech companies, big companies with lots and lots of staff. And I've realized over time that they're all different. It comes down to budget, resources. Have you got internal thought leaders? Have you got a big budget? Have you got technology? Everyone's different. So you can try and copy someone and it may not fit your style. Or secondly, you might copy another business or another person or something like that. And they might be regretting that thing that they're doing, or they might be doing it poorly or it might be undervalued or whatever. So you see that in the online advertising world, you see an ad, you think, oh, I should copy that ad. That's a really good ad. It may be losing them money. Yes. So the grass may be green. That's certainly one thing. For people listening, can you clarify what exactly that people learn or you cover within the one-to-one coaching or the club membership or the big meet? Is it how to conduct a performance appraisal meeting or is it factual stuff on how to do an HR-related job or is it more on you know the person the support side can you explain that yes definitely no it's not the technical stuff I think there's plenty of that what I always found lacking and what kind of still surprises me is the range of things that we're expected to deal with as HR professionals without any real support and I talk about we could literally be dealing with like skid marks in the toilet through (laughs) to genuinely to suicide within Mm, our organizations mm, right mm. And when you're dealing with that level of broad human experiences, you're also a human yourself. And yet, where is the support for the HR professional who has to go and deliver the message that someone's died or yeah. that someone is off sick or redundancies? Their job? Yeah. Redundancies, all of that, right? And we rely on the fact that we're good with people mm-hmm. to do that without the tools to process our emotions, understand our emotions, have a space to even talk about how hard it is sometimes. We're just expected to kind of like suck it up and miraculously deal with it. I think we're carrying around a lot of vicarious trauma as a result of us not knowing how to deal with that stuff properly. So everything that I do is based on, I call it inside out. You can Google like well-being for HR. The first results will be, how does HR write a strategy for other people's well-being? You really have to look really hard to find resources for that individual within HR. So that's the gap that the HR club is trying to plug is the resources that you need to cope with the technical aspects of doing the job that is HR. That's such an interesting phrase you used there. I think you said it was carrying trauma vicariously. Because as you said that, I had a flashback to when I was this 
young, it was my first HR manager role. And I think someone in that department had lost their child. Gosh. And I was sitting there just a young single guy. Yeah. I hadn't had kids yet and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know how to respond to that, help them. And I can just picture that going, oh, I don't think I was any help in that situation. But having, you know, something like this, the big meet or the HR club or the one-to-one coaching, that side of things would be very helpful for anyone. And we've all had yeah. to, if you've been in HR, you've had to be involved in terminations and the redundancies, which is no fun. It's very stressful times. Can I switch gears then and talk about the big meet? Yes. Because, I mean, to start with, I think you're crazy. <laughs> you're probably right. Like I said, I held an online conference and that was a lot of work and you can have all the spreadsheets and the checklists you like, but oh my gosh. But yours was another step further, which is a physical event, more direct <laughs> costs. So what were you thinking firstly? And then secondly, you know, your advice to others who are thinking of maybe not such a grand scale, but holding physical events like just simple meetups on a Thursday evening for two hours to have a couple of speeches. What's your advice on whether you would do it again and what are the impacts and is it worth doing? Yeah, I call it naive optimism. I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't do half the stuff I'd do if I wasn't so naive about it. <laughs> I have a tendency to go, yeah, I can do that and then work out how to do it afterwards. I genuinely thought when I went that creating an in-person event would be, well, it can't be much harder than the online event we created. Because I had the format already. It was like, you know, get some speakers, have a panel, bish, bash, bosh, easy. So when I set out, I had no idea what was involved in it, really. So I'm entirely fueled by naive optimism. You might call that crazy. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, we'll go with yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and would I do it again? Yes, I would do it again because it's elevated me. And my credibility. Yeah. So to put on an event like that, yeah. you know, as a result of the event, I didn't make money from the event, far from uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. In fact, just about managed to cover my costs and that's excluding my time. But what it has done is it has elevated my credibility mm. because anytime you're on a stage like that, running an event, any kind of event, you have immediate credibility. But then the buzz afterwards, I think because it was so unique, because people hadn't experienced it before, because, you know, we got up dancing and I swore and there was a disco ball and all those elements that you don't expect. That's the stuff I saw. I went, what? (laughs) That's what she doing. Yeah, Yeah, you don't expect it. So yes, do run events, but maybe have some naive optimism in it, but expect it to be harder and don't get disappointed, I think, if people don't turn up. I think there's a new mentality around in-person events now where people don't turn up as much, even if they've paid. So I had a few people who didn't turn up. So you need to do the airline booking thing where they sell more tickets than there are seats or something like that. Yeah. But yes, I would do it again. And yes, I would. Well, I'm doing it again. (laughs) It's in progress. When is the next one? That's May 17th next year, 2024. Wow. And just for good measure, I'm doing a members only day this time as well. So it's a two day event. <laughs> wow. Just to make it, you know, extra hard. What are some of the topics or the speakers or the panel discussions? Again, I've had one event now, so I have a clearer view of, of what should come from stage. So I'm really clear now that the messages from stage, we should be amplifying the voice of women within HR. A lot of my one to one clients feel very unheard. They talk about fighting and battling a lot to get their perspective taken on board so I'm really clear now that there's such power in 
messages from women in HR being shared from the stage. And I've pitched it to the speakers. It's kind of like you're sharing your experience of being a human within HR. So we have a mixture of people who are in-house HR professionals and also people who have set up their own businesses this time. Really excited that Lucia Adams from Disrupt HR, she's going to be headlining on the day. Excellent. So she could come and talk about you know, disrupting in HR, but I'm asking her to share her story of, you know, what led her to set up her business and how she maintains her disruptiveness (laughs) on an ongoing basis. So it's, it's story based from stage. What are their human experiences? Well, I think the audience will take from those stories what they need to take from them. I think that's what's so great about sharing stories. I really believe in it because the HR Big Me, I think one of the other elements that was so powerful about it was that people got to know that they weren't alone. Yeah. Like in experiencing the things that they were experiencing in their challenges. Because so often we can think, well, it must be me. I must be the problem. I must need to go and get this new technical qualification to get my credibility or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm not cut out for HR because I'm finding it really hard. And it's just not true. It's a profession wide issue which unless we have that route for connection we don't really get to realize that it's not just us as individuals experiencing it big time now we didn't recover but i think you're uk based anyway so it's largely uk because i could see this catching on around the world i mean it's such an important area for people in the hr world and to have that support personally i would see companies paying for it as well so it can be a b2b thing as well have you ever considered that sort of global expansion taking over the world thing definitely (laughs) (laughs) And I speak to HR professionals across the world and we're having the same kind of challenges. I think in America, they're a little bit ahead of us in terms of having that support available for HR professionals. They seem to be talking about it a bit more out there. Still a lot of pain. I speak to people every day in the US and there's a lot of pain in the HR world for sure. Yes, yes, I agree. So yes, it could be global. The big meet, the thing that inspired me when I ran the online event that I talked about that I collaborated with, I said to them, because I spoke at this event, it was called Brighton SEO, and it's an event for people in search engine optimization, so the SEO world. And they started out in a room above a pub, and they <laughs> said, let's come and talk about SEO because we really like it, but other people find it boring. Yeah. And they now take over the Brighton Conference Centre wow. twice a year, 4,000 attendees each time, yeah. and they're like the international conference for SEO. I see no reason why the big meat can't be that. I love it. So, yes, I'm going to go global. Why not? <laughs> I'm an Aussie living in Dublin, so naturally whenever there's a U2 song that comes on the radio, I'll have a listen because I, you know, I love listening to them. But yeah, the announcer said the other day that this song was one of the ones they played in their first gig and there were seven people there. But I love the fact also you mentioned the, the next The Big Meat You've already worked out some improvements and things like that. So that's a a big lesson for people listening. Whatever service or product you have, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's in HR or beyond, it will evolve. Like Apple started out selling computers and stuff, big chunky things. And now we're all talking about iPhones and earpods and stuff, and it will continue to evolve. And it's the same for all of us. We start with certain services. You started with sort of coaching, but for women. And then it became for women in HR. And then you turned them into the one-to-one coaching, the HR club membership and the big meet. And then it evolves and gets better. So I think that's a big lesson, right, for people listening is don't get hung up or stressed about the way your products and services are structured now. They will change and get better. Definitely. And yeah, don't think that what you put out in the world now is going to be the thing that sticks forever. Mm. Yeah. Because I think things should evolve. 
But there's also a part for me, which I was really proud of from this event last time. It really showed my growth as a person that I got some feedback that most people love the event. Some people had found elements of it they didn't like. And in the past, I would have just completely focused on those elements yeah. that people didn't like. And actually what I realised this time is that you can't please everyone. You can't be all things to all people. Yeah. But the right people find you when you are being who you really want to be yeah. authentically in the world. The right people find you and want to be part of what you're creating. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, I'm picturing in my mind's eye this cartoon I saw of corporate committee agreeing on the right type of soup to make and everyone's saying no it's too salty it's too this too that and in the end they agree let's have some hot water and then someone finally pipes up and says no they'll get burnt we'll have to have it as warm water so they settle on warm <laughs> water as their award-winning soup so you're right not to necessarily focus on a small pocket and that's fair that they have concerns or things they don't like but yeah. that's not where your tribe is and the yeah. people that will love it if people want to learn more about be unstoppable and the one-to-one coaching the hr club membership the big meet what should they do next yeah, the thing that's most consistent with me is LinkedIn and I have pages for both the Big Meet and the HR Club on there that people can follow as well. Excellent. The HR Big Meet, so that's the hrbigmeet.com, really easy. And for everything else, LinkedIn is the place, I think, for sure. All right, well, if you're listening to this on the go, we'll have the, the link in the show notes to the website and to Emma's LinkedIn. But otherwise, Emma, thank you very much for joining me today. I've really enjoyed learning about what you're doing. It's wonderful, so keep going. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.